Hey there, it's Danny Ackerman. Sitting here getting ready for today's show and finishing up a few things and just so excited I gotta tell you that we're gonna talk about change. Scary topic, but not so scary this time because eBay's come out with some really incredible stuff for us. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about your hot sales of the week, some stuff that won't sell, and a new feature. You're gonna get Danny's two cents and a store review. So with that, let's get this thing started. Oh, wait, I gotta go change. And now everybody has seen my very, very messy desk. <laughs> hey, welcome everyone. We're back for another Niche 2 Profit Show. I am your host, Danny Ackerman, the Danny app. And I am extremely excited today to talk about something that uh, we have needed for a long time. Some little changes happening to eBay and my appsters. I've been... Just pulling them along this last year saying, hang in there, hang in there. I know what's coming. And here we are. So we're going to talk about all those things you need to know if you are selling on eBay. See, I've even got my eBay shirt on today because uh, this is just exciting times. I'm telling you, it. I went to San Jose last week to their 20th anniversary celebration. And uh, I, I wrote this in a, in a blog post article and how... The first afternoon, it was like this this layer of apprehension. It was very quiet, um, not a lot of energy. People were, you know, yeah, a little talking in the corners. And, you know, people were you know, connecting for the first time in a long time because eBay hasn't done any of these uh, event types things. And then uh, Devin Wenning, the new CEO, president of eBay, got us just all excited about the future, what's coming. But most of all, I've known Devin for the last, let's see, he's been there four years. I met him three years ago and got to talk to him and interview him quite extensively. And so I knew kind of what his philosophies were and things, but he didn't, I mean, he couldn't do what he couldn't do, right? So now we've got him coming in and he, you could tell this guy has just been chomping at the bit to be able to take this stuff over and get it out there. And I will tell you what, Devin believes in the sellers. He knows where his his bread is buttered. And, and that is us taking care of all of those customers out there and empowering us to run our businesses like a business. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share a, a lot of stuff here today. So um, and as I said, Devin is the the new president and CEO of eBay Marketplaces, and he doesn't give a lick about that eBay Enterprises end. You know, the big box stores, the WalMarts, the Kmart's, the the Toys R Us, all those things. It's not his department. His department is us, the little guys. You know, and little guys does include you know million dollar sellers. So don't think uh, that we're small potatoes. We're but. This is, you guys, it is the year of the seller. Truly, we've got the year of the seller back. And so we're going to go over these changes today, tell you what you need to know and where you can go to get more information and and get some things in place. Uh, 
So we got a really busy little chat going on over here. Oh, something new. Something new we're going to do today is I am going to review an eBay store live on the air. And what we're working on doing, I don't know, I'm thinking about it, see what you guys say, is actually doing this in kind of a call-in format in the future where um, we can just talk about it. So you let me know what you think about that. Yeah, you know, always, always upgrading, you know. Got to do it. Got to get you guys um, moving and shaking on these eBay stores and and making the money that's out there. Because let's see, what was the number? What was the number? A $14 trillion opportunity is what Devin called it. I mean, uh, e-commerce is a global phenomenon. It is still on its slant going up. And we're in it, you guys. We're in it. And we can take advantage of that. And it's going to be totally awesome. All right. So the first thing that's on everybody's mind, I know, defect rate, guess what? All that crap is going away, going away. Um, Yes, huge. Now, we're still going to have a defect rate. There's still going to be a metric in there to gauge whether sellers are taking care of their customers, but um, it's going to be based on two things, just two. Uh, Right now it's seven. Five of those are going away. So the only thing it's going to be based on is those things that you actually have control over, which are, and I pulled up my handy dandy little chart here, if you guys want to follow along with me, is uh, a seller canceled transaction and uh, closed cases without seller resolution. Meaning if somebody has a problem and you take care of it, you're totally fine. This is what this was my big cry out to them and what I thought was a really bad move is if if you take away the incentive to take away the customers, um hello, who's going to care if they take care of those customers? And I mean, if you're running your own business, obviously you care about that, but so many sellers are just selling on eBay. So this was a really really bad move in my opinion that they did this in the first place. But now, take care of those customers, you do not get a defect. You can refund them. You can do whatever you need to do, uh, take care of them, message them, and you do not get a defect. And those defects are what determine whether or not you get top-rated seller. And that is a very coveted status to have because, number one, you get an increase in search. They're going to obviously boost up their better, more trusted sellers who are doing everything right. So you want to be a top-rated seller. Um, uh, you Cancel transactions. I mean, we all have to do it every once in a while, but you really need to stay on top of your inventory. Make sure you're not selling something that you don't have or that you can't find. And I know for some of you, we got a little bit of a mess in that inventory department. So um, if you've had stuff listed for years and years, uh, it's time to take a look, do a physical inventory, make sure you still have that stuff and can find that stuff because you don't want to get those defects. Now, every once in a while, you're going to drop something, it's going to break, and you're going to have to cancel. It happens. So that's why uh, you are allotted a small percentage now of defects uh, to maintain your top-rated seller status, which is basically half percent, half percent. And I know I've heard a lot of like, oh, that's so small, but I'm telling you, Take care of your customers and keep track of your inventory, and you're you're going to have zero defects. It's really as simple as that. Um, 
They haven't changed anything with the maximum number of closed cases you can have uh, without a seller resolution. That is still a a 3%. So um, you you don't take care of your customers. Uh, Seriously, you keep going back. It's like, it's just that easy. Just take care of your customers. Yeah, 0.3%. Excuse me. It's a 0.3. It's a little tiny margin. You don't want to do that. Um, There is a new thing about um, maximum late shipment rate. Now, the cool thing is right now, the way they have it, your shipment is considered uh, on time if you um, print your label and upload your tracking within one business day, right? And it gets scanned in in a 24-hour period. Now, you... It's going to be in your favor anywhere along the way if uh, it gets scanned anywhere, not just on acceptance. Anywhere along the way it gets scanned, boom, proof. Um, If it gets delivered in your uh, window of time based on your handling uh, time that you put in your listings, boom, counts in your favor. Uh, If the customer says they got it. Now, this is huge, huge for you sellers who do these, you know, you ship things first class like postage stamps and um, things that just don't make sense to pay the $2 and something shipping to get the tracking. You can actually send things without tracking because as long as your customer says, yep, got it in this window of time, boom, you're good. So that I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled because that was a pain point. That is why I lost my top rated seller status guys is over shipping issues. Um, I last year, last fall, and I fall under the 12 month range that they determine. I'm not a high volume seller. I am a high dollar, low volume. So because of that, uh, I had six packages stolen that never got scanned in. Uh, and because of that, those six defects have haunted me. I, three of them fall off in, in September and the others in October. So I'm like right on the border anyway. Uh, but that's haunted me for an entire year. And with this new system, that just can't happen. Just can't happen. Uh, because they will take my proof of my showing. I purchased this in. I can show that I filed the claim, that I took care of the customers. Bam, found in my favor. And I would not get the late shipment on that, and I would not get a defect on that. So this is super good news, you guys. And to get the top rated plus listings, now this is where your benefits come into play. This is your 20% final value fee discount and your discount on uh, shipping costs, the the, um, negotiated rate that eBay has gotten for you. Uh, You do need to offer a 30-day returns with money back. And I, you know what? Just do it. I'm doing 60 days. 60 days. Here's my theory. The longer you give somebody to return something, the less likely to get frivolous returns because people can't be bothered and they forget and they go off and do something else. So if it isn't like an urgent, they got it, it's broken where they're going to do it right away anyway... Um, they're they're most likely gonna just let it slide and not do it. Your return rate is not gonna go up if you do 14 days now. 30 days is not gonna make or break you. And I hear this one a lot, but I sell clothes, and if I give somebody too much time, they're gonna wear it 
and then they're going to return it. They're going to like rent the dress. I got a couple things to tell you on that. First of all, don't just pull that out of thin air. Look at your uh, your numbers. See if that's actually happening. If it happens, you know, a half a percent of your transactions, okay, it's all good. You should probably be in a three to five percent return rate anyway as a retail business. That is just an average number, and, and it, the scale is based on what type of items that you sell, clothing and shoes. Uh, at, those are a higher return rate. That's to be expected. Um, but really, if you are if you are under 5% in a year long of transactions, you're doing okay. Take those things back. Take care of your customers. If they're renting them and you start seeing a big problem with that, then here's what I would say to you. Find some sort of a tagging system, like put some big old ugly tag thing right on the front that they can't like shove inside or something to wear it. And it must be returned with that on it. That way, if they try it on, it doesn't fit or they find something wrong with it. Great. Those are legitimate returns. Take them. Um, And if it doesn't come back with that little tag, then you can dispute that with eBay and say, hey, look, here's my policy. It has to come back with, you know, my return tag on it and it's not there. Um, And you can do that without harming the clothing. Uh, Clothing retailers do this all the time. They have those little things. They punch right through a little spot on the fabric. Uh, Can't even see it. Do it in an armpit. There we go. Have a big old tag hanging out of the armpit there. Uh, Seriously, that's... make mini pearl proud you know go from hats to armpits on dresses it's all good mini pearl was that lady i i i yeah i know it's let's not go there because that makes me feel old all right so exciting stuff i'm i'm just i'm just digging this then okay this this is even the most coolester thing you know what let me take a breath let's do a quick commercial And then I'll come back and show you the coolest thing. Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace, and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors, and calculates your e-worth. And it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your e-worth and your own reputation. See, I get so excited. I'll just I'll just blow right through all those commercials. <laughs> Sorry, E-rated. And that is shareyourreputation.com. And uh, exciting news with them, you guys. Go over, get your free account, shareyourreputation.com, because you're going to be able to take that little widget and put it on all the places that you sell, including your own WordPress website, a Shopify website, all kinds of cool stuff. So go grab that. Now, this, I'm breaking the equipment over here. I'm so dang excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting whipped now. Okay, Seller Hub. Uh, we have been asking for a very long time. And when I say we, I mean eBay sellers. We've been asking for the information that we need to run a business. I mean, this is like retail 101. You need to know your conversion rates and 
You know, what items are performing better than others? Are you month-over-month growth, year-over-year growth in your metrics and all of that? Well, guess what? We are getting all of that and better listing tools and promotion tools and all of this great stuff all in one, what they call a hub. So you're not going to have to go to 20 different places to go find everything that you need on eBay. They're calling it the eBay Seller Hub. And what I want to show you real quick, you got to go over there and reserve it. So um, let's see. What is the email address? Uh, here we go. I'm already on the list, but it's ebay.com slash seller hub. ebay.com slash seller hub is where you're going to go get on the list um, to be one of the first ones to get that. All right. So what Seller Hub is, and let's see if I'm kind of, they're not giving us some very good screenshots is the problem. They gave us all this really cool stuff up the uh, the thing, but there's going to be, let's see. Oh, you can kind of see it on this picture. Let me see if I can make it bigger here. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Oh, wait, view larger image. Let's do that. All right, there we go. This is the, like the one of the, you see the tabs up here. This is the growth tab. You're going to have your overview, which is like your dashboard. And you're going to have a place to go to see all of your orders. And um, I wish I could show you what this looks like. Is this clickable? No, of course it's not. You're going to be able to see um, messages that are unanswered, canceled transactions you need to take care of, shipping labels that need to be done. That's going to be up in a top little box and then down below, it's going to break it down into specifically which items are, are uh, sold and, and needing to be taken care of. Just much better than the Selling Manager and the Selling Manager Pro that we have now. This is so clean and so well laid out. I'm super excited. You can study your competitors. Like, how cool is that going to be? So this is apples to apples in whatever category, whatever niche that you sell in, you're going to be able to see how your items are doing compared to the competition on eBay. This is information. We've had to go to other tools and go find this or just, you know, forget about it and, and just kind of run our business on a wing and a prayer. So we're going to get that information. Um, gosh, just oodles of great stuff that, let me get this lined up on the screen here again. All right. Listings. The listing flow is going to be a one page listing flow to input all that information the the um, the photo uploader all on one page it's not going to break out into a little pop-up and do all that crazy stuff it's all okay for those of you who sell on amazon and and make your own products and it's like that where you just click boom put the pictures in there um marketing we have new promotions manager and promoted listings. And and I didn't get this in time for the show today, but I got invited into the promoted listings just this morning. So I am going to play with that. I'm going to take some screenshots for you and I'm going to bring that back. How about next week and show you what that's about. Um, promoted listings looks really exciting. It's a kind of works on a, uh, a pay-per-click kind of bidding thing. Only it's better because you don't pay anything when they click you only pay when they buy. So, and you determine the percent, anywhere from 5 to 20% of the of the sale and and boom, you're going to get promoted. Um, it's going to show you your um, promoted 
impressions and impressions are when you show up in somebody's search. So promoted versus organic. Organic is when you just show up without paying anything or asking for any promotion. Um, it's going to show you if you even need to be doing a promoted listing on those items, you're going to have those metrics. All of your performance metrics, meaning your click-through rate, your sell-through rate, and your sell-through rate, you know, item and category specific. So if you say are very, very niched and you have five products and you're thinking maybe one of those isn't doing so good, this is no longer a guessing game. You're going to be able to see, you know what? We need to just ditch that. That is not doing anything for us. Let's get more of this widget. This one's selling like hotcakes, right? You're going to be able to see patterns of when something is trickling off from selling or when something's kind of on the uprise. So maybe you want to, you know, stock up, get more. Just a tremendous amount of information that we are finally going to be given. And it's I have to say, I can't believe it's taken 20 years to get this. Um, again, those of you who sell on Amazon know the reports and all of the things that you get over on Seller Central are so robust and, and give you all this information. Well, guess what? Now you're going to get it on eBay. Um, so that's really like the, the most exciting of the exciting stuff. And um, I'm just tickled. Now, Here's the worst part. We don't get this until February. Now that, yeah, that is the one thing that kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I want it now. I want it now. Um, but there's a very good reason for that. And we, we have to give them kudos for thinking ahead on this. Um, just imagine if they rolled this out now, September, going into fourth quarter and it broke something right like how bad would people be screaming at them then so really it's a good move to wait until we get through this busy busy season let sellers kind of get used to the idea of how now mind you the data is now being collected and i know they've already put some of this into play because i've had a couple of things that by all rights should have been a defect and they're not showing up as a defect. So I think this is already kind of being worked in. They're just not telling us it's being worked in. And November 5th, November 5th, we are going to get a sneak peek on what those metrics, what those things look like for us. So um, that mark your calendars, November 5th. We're going to get to see if we're going to keep our top-rated seller status with the new thing or if we're going to lose it. Heaven forbid any of you lose it if you've already got it. I just don't even see that happening. Don't see that happening. And and if it happens, we'll cover it, and you can call in, and we'll work you through it. How's that? Uh, but if you are taking care of your customers and you're not, like, canceling, you know, 50 gazillion things, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And that's really what it's all about. That was the spirit of the entire event was, hey, look, we know that this stuff was not working and it wasn't working for you and it wasn't working for eBay. I can guarantee you it wasn't working for eBay because they had a lot of pissed off sellers and a lot of sellers who ditched and went over to Amazon. And they're not stupid. They knew this was happening. I think I'm one of the few out there who has stayed strong on teaching the eBay end of things. And really, that's because you can build your own brand on eBay. 
you can you can have a niche and you can build your own website and you can do that. So that I've been very strong on that. Um, and I'm actually very thankful that I lost my top rated seller st- standing because that is what really gave me the push to go, oh, I can't count on eBay to do all this stuff for me. I got to learn ways to drive my own traffic. And that's what it did. And that's what I can bring to you guys. But now they're going to make it a whole lot easier to not just grow uh, on eBay, but that's going to carry forward into your own sites for those of you that have them as well, um, because branding is really important on eBay, and they made that known as well. Just such cool stuff, you guys. And really, uh, you have questions about this, send those in to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com and we will cover your questions and we'll get information i got my little black book of all the right people now and all the right departments so i'm excited i didn't have that for a while with things were changing so much so yeehaw all right so i i went on a little um a buying spree a couple days ago yes it was not at a thrift store it was not at an auction it was a private buy. It was a private purchase. Um, this comes from someone who uh, purchases storage lockers, and they bought a locker that had about, I think they said, 2,000 cases of these wax sacks. These wax sacks sell for $90 retail. Um, I went and I looked them up on the site. There are a few listings on Amazon. There are a few of these on Amazon, um, Merchant Fulfilled, not really selling. So this is one of those times where you have to think, mm, is it worth the risk? Well, I'll tell you what, at five bucks each, it's worth the risk, right? It's, it's a backpack that holds a tennis racket is what these are. Now, I don't know when tennis season is, so I, I suspect that, you know, but Christmas, you know, tennis players, I can do some marketing around that. So I bought six cases. I bought six cases, six different designs. And that's just, a, these are not the ones I got, by the way. These were extras he threw in for me. Uh, but they were the only ones outside of um, the uh, little wrap. Uh, but I'm going to test those six designs. I'm getting them sent in fast and furious so that I can see what the interest is. If they start selling, you better believe I'm going back to them and, and buying more. I mean, at five bucks a piece, it can't go wrong. But here's the thing I want you to know. When you get an opportunity to go in a little bit deep on something, you want to test the market. If there isn't data to tell you it's, yeah, these are a sure thing, go for it. Don't go too crazy. Like, don't go buy all 2,000 cases and get stuck with those, right? You want to go in kind of slow and steady. Um, I did find out that I can go back within the next two weeks and get more. And after that, he is just liquidating them which is going to be really tempting to go back. But I got to get my data first. <laughs> um, but now the retail is $90 on these. I'm not, I'm not putting these at 90 bucks because that's going to be a slow seller. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in somewhere around, oh, $59.99. 60 bucks for a nice quality backpack that functions as a tennis racket. We just got done with the, what do you call it, the... The U.S. Open, yeah, that thing with that Serena and Venus and all that stuff. I don't watch tennis. I just know what was going on. But if I know what was going on, I know a lot of people that watch tennis and play tennis know what was going on. So I think these will be something that's really good to do some promoted listings on as well. And 
get to test that out right away. So that was my little that was my little buying spree, and it was fun. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on how my wax sacks go. What a name! Maybe they should rebrand them. Silly name. All right. How about we do a little problem solving and find out why these silly things won't sell? Let's see. Where do we start? Let's start with, oh, yes. This comes from Tracy Copen. See, you see that? Should I make that a little bigger? I think I can. Look at that. Ooh. Um, this is a Paradise Reef Dolphin Sculpture Glass Dome by Danbury Mint Michael Hollenbeck. Um, she says she's had this, let's see. She's relisted, reworded, changed picks to no avail. I don't know how long she's had it listed. It's from Tracy Copen. Um, I can tell you my very first thought on this when I came over was that, oh, she said, oh, yay, Tracy. Um, she said for two years. And I'm having a little trouble with the picture. Um, when I go and I look, and let me go just go do a quick search and show you what I'm talking about with that. Here, we don't want to look at those. That was the next thing coming up. So Paradise. Cove. Dolphin. Is that right? Oh, Paradise Reef. Huh? I put Cove. Helps to put in the right thing, right? Paradise Reef Dolphin. So I'm pulling up ones that have sold, and you can see these sellers have all taken the dome off, and they're just showing the actual dolphin. And if I go over to the best match search, of course, we have three. There's yours, and then there's, now this one's Brad, says Bradford Exchange, um, probably a different thing, but not too many of these are coming up. So I think if you just made this picture pop a little bit more like those ones that have sold, um, this will sell, because your pricing is spot on. You know, you're, the, this one sold for $31.99 plus $12.99 shipping. Um, they did run a sale. It was thirty. $39.99 and they ran a sale on it. But I really think it is a, it is really about the picture on this one. Um, so I would just say, take that dome off, get a really nice clear picture of those sweet little dolphins and um, Paradise Reef Dolphin Sculpture. I would take Glass Dome out of the title um, and get Danbury Mint and Michael Hollenbeck a little closer up. And are those in your item specifics as well? Yeah, get that artist in your item specifics. And I think this will sell. I think this will sell. Kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the description here too. You might want to get these little bullets out of there and maybe just put a little blurb about this for somebody who doesn't know uh, the background of this Danbury Mint. Like, when were these made? Was it a series? Um, is this a number in the series? Tell us about Michael. What was his name? Hollenbeck. Um, just a little more, bit more frou frou down there for the uh, for the person shopping on their on their computer. So, but I, I price is fine. Title I would just you know kind of fix up a little bit, but it's mostly the picture. Mostly the picture. Yeehaw. Now hopefully that gets sold. Hey, we've had things sell like right after the show because. This goes out to like thousands and thousands of people. So you never know which customer is like uh, watching and going to see that. All right. Our next one, Mark Nason, lounge cross carved 11M tan leather ankle boots. And let's see what Nancy Modab says. Nancy, are you in, are you in the chat today? 
give us a little shout out if you are. Um, I got to meet Nancy in person. She came out to the More Fun, Bigger Profits event. Sweet lady. And she has had these for nine months, has done many changes. Now, I don't know specifically what changes Nancy has made to these. Um, but just looking at these, Mark Nason Lounge Cross. So r- my inclination right off the bat is that this title isn't written for the person who would be searching for these. So I'm suspecting a guy would be searching for these, or maybe his wife or girlfriend. But a guy is going to be searching. He wants those Mark Nason boots or Mark Nason shoes, maybe. You want to find out which word they're using. I'd probably say boots because they have a little bit more of a boot feel. Um, and then I'm not sure what the lounge means. I see the cross, you know, that's the, um, design that they have on those, um, carved. I'm not sure I'd put carved there. That's kind of a funny word to put in with a shoe, unless it's part of, you know, the design or something specific that people are using, um, size 11 M. I'd take out the tan. Leather's okay because when it comes to shoes, people are putting leather into the search. So they might be looking for Mark Nason leather ankle boots. I mean, that'd be a really good phrase to use. Mark, and it, and if I'm saying that name wrong, oh well. Mark Nason uh, leather ankle boots size 11 is what I would call that title. And then in your item specifics, you want to make sure that you've got all the other goodies about it having the cross. Yep, that's all there. Now, what I did discover when I did, you saw that was like one of the first things I was looking for. When I put in Mark Nason ankle boots, and also, you know, let me just show you that real quick. eBay gives you some little hints of what people are putting in the search. Check this out. These are actual queries people have made for this type of shoe. So they're putting it in in this order. Mark Nason ankle boots, Mark Nason cross. Um, They're looking Mark Nason in men's shoes, women's shoes, Mark Nason boots. So any of those phrases are things that people are actively searching for. So we're going to go with the ankle boots here. And I think we have a little bit maybe of a price issue. Now, if you are a specialty shoe seller, you can get the higher price. Um, But if you are not niched in that, you need to be willing to come down to what market is kind of dictating. And it looks like these are more in a $50 to $60 range, unless there's some of like the really, really special ones. Um, Like these were new without the box, so those are going to bring a higher price. Um, But yeah, so I would probably recommend you come down. Mm, If they were mine, I I might put them at at $79.99 with Best Offer and test that first. Um, and but be willing to come down to about 50 bucks. About 50 bucks. Hopefully you only paid like five for them. Really good profit margin there. You've got the free shipping built in. That's going to be about 10 bucks. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, you really need to look whenever you are uh, comparing prices and looking. You know me, I like to sort by highest first. I want to see what people are willing to pay. Um, but it got to compare apples to apples, especially on clothing and shoes. So let's just look at the used ones and compare. 
Um, and then these are like the fancy boots, fancy boots. Doo, 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 doo. Then you get down into more, find one that's closer to what you got. And that's when you can start determining your price. And you can see, even in their pictures, these are like really good. I mean, this is like close to the same boot, but you can tell like they specialize in shoes. I mean, that is a, a beautiful, clear photo. Um, and here, and you could actually, this is not a bad photo. I'm not saying your photo's bad. Like your photo, I might get a little more contrast in there, get that white background just popping a little bit more. And I was looking, I might even be inclined to use that picture as your gallery image because it shows people exactly what shoe they're buying. Um, and that's a tactic to use when selling shoes is to just use one of the shoes that shows the detail really well and kind of fills up that whole space. So, so, all right. Yeah. You know, and it, I'm trying to look at this. Yeah. It does. A, it looks a little bit more sneakerish than bootish. So, um, that might be something to look at too, if this has been listed a long time and you're getting a lot of click throughs. Like if people are actually viewing the listing but not buying, then it could be that they're expecting to come over and see more of a boot versus a, um, I'd even maybe put the word shoe in there. You know, try that. So, all right, we got time for one more. This comes from uh, Marcia Thompson Pennyfeather. She is one of my appsters. We actually bought this together on one of my A Day with Danny bigger money tours that I do around the country, and this was in Philadelphia. She has tried different pricing, changed pics, reworded the title, put it on Pinterest and Twitter to no avail, just not selling. So I don't know the specifics of what she's changed in the title, but I will tell you, Temptations is a really popular brand of bakeware. Uh, I could not find this particular piece. I could find the colored chickens, but not the white chicken. Uh, so I, does that make it a little more rare, less sought after, more sought after? Not sure on that one. That's going to be a little test. But I do know that the word you want to have very, very first in this title is temptations. I would put temptations... And let's just go look. Are they using bakeware or stoneware? I want you to like pick one. Pick what they're using. So temptations. And here, ah, looks like bakeware is it. It's a hyphen. It's got a hyphen. But oh, this is something really cool about eBay search, by the way. eBay knows that people are going to forget to put the hyphen in or they are just not gonna they heard it from somebody and they don't know how to spell it ebay's search is getting very very good at knowing when things are the same word for for search purposes so but we can see people are putting in temptations bakeware they're putting in just temp dash tations um and then those are probably some specific designs but they are putting in temptations bakeware so uh, that seems to be the popular term and you can see they pay some pretty darn good money on these things now like i said i kind of went through i didn't find the chicken and then again is are they calling it a chicken or are they calling it a rooster i'm thinking it's a chicken you got it as rooster nesting hen so it's a little bit ambivalent about what we're actually going to call it and this is key you guys no matter what it is that you are selling, 
be confident in what you're listing and make that title for the best possible purchaser of that product. Because you don't want to come up in a search for somebody looking for a rooster if you got a chicken. And you don't want to come up in the title if you have a, a oh gosh, just a bowl if somebody's looking for a plate, right? You don't want to just stuff that title with words just to come up and search. You want to really think like the ideal person to buy this product. What are they putting in that search? And then go with it. Just go with it. So if we were to put in Temptations Bakeware Chicken, haha, we got Temptations Bakeware Chickens. And like I said, this is a two-quart uh, I, I know this shows $7.95, but uh, look at that nice little tidy shipping there. Why do sellers do that? I don't get it. Used to work. That used to be a little workaround to uh, paying a fee, but not anymore. Um, so these ones are selling for about fur. Where'd that come from? They're selling fur. Um, $39. Yeehaw. Yeah. $39.99 plus, <laughs> yeah, take me back to the farm, um, plus $15. So that's, like, that's like $55 total, right? So you've got yours priced at $69.99. I think your price is fine. I think your price, oh, dun, dun, dun. We've got shipping broke out. <laughs> easy now, easy. <laughs> Okay, that shipping right there, mm, $27. So number one, I see you have expedited shipping. Large items, heavy items, if you guys are breaking out your shipping, use a method that is going to be the least cost showing to the buyer, okay? That right there, that is going to scare people away because that's almost 100 bucks for this piece now. I would recommend that the $69.99 is a good price with free shipping because this is going to cost in about the 15 to 18 dollar range to ship parcel or fedex home or one of those um so kind of you want to bury that in the price and let's say you know i i don't remember what you paid for it but i think it was between five and ten dollars it wasn't a lot so let's just say you paid ten dollars Shipping's going to cost you another 15. That's 25. If you sell it for 70, that's some pretty good margin in there still. Yes. And the free shipping's going to help something big and heavy get sold faster. Um, and then just bumping up that Temptations bakeware chicken. I'd call it chicken. You don't have chicken up there. It's a chicken. And uh, then you can put the four quart roaster later on. But I bet they're searching by Temptations Chicken uh, more than they are four-quart roaster. Ooh, that's a mouthful of words right there. So, all right. Good luck with that one. Get that sucker sold. All right. Our newest feature. Oh, no, no. We have a new feature. You're going to get my two cents. My two cents. And I'm going to give a little disclaimer. The opinions of this review are those of the host. No. Um, I love new sellers. Love you guys coming on. This is like the best business ever is to be able to go out, go shopping, and then turn around and sell stuff and put money in the bank. Um, so this is Jess Paris. Jess, are you in our, I think you're in our chat, right? 
She usually is. All right. Yeehaw. All right. I'm on that yeehaw kick today. Um, she opened her store March 23rd, had her very first sale July 15th. Biggest struggle, not getting enough sales, averaging two to three items a week. She wants 10 sales a day. I love, and I love goals, you guys. I love goals that are specific with a number because we can work with goals. So this is, uh, first of all, good for you taking the plunge and opening the store and going for it. Um, as I come down, um, first, she's got a custom little header up here, got a logo, but there's a little discrepancy I saw right off the bat. Upscale online boutique, great. My expectation now is I'm going to go find some upscale boutique items, right? Um, the very first line says, our best online store makes your shopping easy to find the perfect gift every time. Our price is affordable and cheap. No, 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 no. Upscale boutique, not cheap. You guys don't want to cater to the cheap shoppers. I am telling you, they will be the pains in the rears who buy something, have buyer remorse. They want to return it because they really shouldn't have bought it in the first place. Um, cater to those who have expendable income and you're on the right track with upscale online boutique. That's great. I can't believe you got that name March, 2015 with the, you know, eBay being there for 20 years. Like that's some good keywords for a store right there. That's awesome. Um, so that's the first thing we want to kind of set that expectation for your customers that they're going to come in here and find some totally upscale, awesome stuff. Now, one of the things that people see first is your pictures. And I would say my my biggest piece of advice to you to work on is getting a, a setup for your photos where you can have it all white. So what I do, I have a hang a sheet. I literally, I just, it's a sheet, a white sheet pinned to the wall on, uh, I use a drafting table because I can raise it up and not bend over and kill my back. Um, but any kind of a, a little table that you can just drape the sheet up over, then you have that consistent white background. Uh, and that's going to make your pictures much, much better, much more professional looking. Because it truly is the first thing that people see and judge is your pictures. So you want to make sure that you are speaking upscale boutique to them. Uh, I went through your pricing. And you are not overpriced. If anything, maybe some things are a little underpriced, um, but we can work on that always. But it's really, it's the pictures. And it is such a variety of stuff. And it is niche to profit. And I know you're just getting going. So I actually asked Jess um, if she had an idea for a niche and she wants to go into baby products um, and has a three-year-old. Such a fun age. My granddaughter just turned three and so kind of knows that baby stuff and has been selling a lot of the clothing. So I would say um, if that is a niche that you're thinking of going into, do your homework. Um, look for things that are going to be a sustainable income. I know you said you want 10 sales a day, but what dollar amount do you want? Because there's a big difference between 10 $5 sales and 10 $100 sales, right? So really scale it on what is your daily sales goal so that it's not so much based on how many things sell as the dollar amount. 
you want an average selling price that meets your your monetary goals there. Um, so as you're kind of finding your way, you should have some data back in your selling manager that's going to show you of all these categories that you have over here. I bet you have some that are performing better than others, and you can look at those metrics back there, and that can help you determine what you should buy and list more of and which things just aren't moving that you might just need to move them along and uh, really center in on your niche. Yeah, and you know, and the high end, the upscale, upscale, upscale boutique feel just isn't there for me um, with the stuff that you're listing. So if that is a name that you want to go with, and there's nothing wrong with that name, I think that's a great name. Um, it is about finding more of those upscale boutique items and making your store consistent. Also coming over here, you've got a lot of categories, lots, lots, and lots. Come up with like five main categories for your customers. So if you're going to do pottery, um, kitchen items, gift items, whatever those things are that are going to fit your ideal customer, come up with those. And then you can put subcategories underneath. So if you want to go into baby products, so look at one of the big box stores that sells baby products and look in how they're doing their categories they probably have it, you know, nursery bedding, um, food and supplies, you know, however they break that out, those big, big retailers have put a lot of money into marketing and and know the wording they're supposed to be using. So don't reinvent the wheel. Go look what's working for them that's making them come up in Google searches and things and, and kind of play with that and go with that if that's your same customer. So, but other than that, good job getting going. And you've got 215 items. So it's a numbers game too. It's a numbers game. You're always going to sell a certain percentage of what you list and figuring out what that number is. Then you're going to know how many things you need to list to meet that goal that you want to meet. Uh, and if you don't really know that number right now, my advice is go three times the dollar amount that you want to see every day. So if you want to sell $100 a day, list $300 a day retail value. And, it, and it's a little bit more complex than that, but that will get you going and you're going to see results from that. So I hope that helps, Jess. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing an update in a few weeks as you make some changes. And I, that's the thing. I know Jess will make the changes. I've seen. She's submitted some things for the why won't they buy and boom, makes the changes. So can't wait to see those things sell. And speaking of selling, how about we go to some hot sales of the week? I can get the right one up here. Yeah. All right. Ink. I can't believe you found this in a thrift store. Holy smokes. Joanne Rath paid $1 at a thrift store for this Lexmark 100 uh, cyan, magenta, yellow. You know what's really making me a little upset about this? That's the ink I use. That's my printer. I totally would have bought that from you. Because um, that's that's a deal. Yeah, I know. I have to pay attention, don't I? So anybody out there, if you get Lexmark uh, ink like this, uh, that's that's what I use. So just let me know. Um, good job. Printer ink. I mean, it's expensive stuff. When you can find it, it's got an expiration date. If it's within the expiration date, 
man, you can make bank on that. Also, here's a little tip that you may not know about. All of us are using printer cartridges, and there are companies who refill printer cartridges. Guess what they do? They buy empties, and they will buy them from you on eBay. So I get about, oh, 20 or 30 of those empties together, list them in a lot, and get a little boatload of money back. Uh, it's, and auctions usually a really good way to go with those. Start them at like $9.99. It's going to depend how many you have in there. And if they have never been refilled, you can call them Virgin. They sell for bigger money. There's your tip of the day right there. Yeah. What time is it? I'm not even watching the time. I'm just, just having fun. All right. Let's see. Oh, it is that time of year. Halloween animated light up prop. We'll take it. It is creepy. Creepy is great in Halloween season and Halloween season is upon us. Um, It's getting a little cooler here in Vegas. Gosh darn, it's down to the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, sorry (laughs) for my friends who live in colder areas. Um, we will not be seeing snow anytime soon, as you will, uh, but it's starting to get on people's mind. Those kids get back to school and people start thinking of what's coming up. So costumes and decorations. Jemmy is a really good brand for both Halloween and Christmas items and decorations. So be watching for Jemmy items. And I will tell you, a lot of the thrift stores have waited to put this stuff out on the shelves. They've stockpiled it in the back waiting for the season. It's coming out now. Well, it's out now. And a lot of people donate this stuff. They're never going to use it again. So uh, really safe bets getting not only these kind of light up animated things, but the inflatables. Some of us, who I won't incriminate myself very much, love to put up these crazy inflatables in their yard and run their electric bill up to like $500 during November, December. Um, I buy them all at thrift stores and auctions used. So, and I'm crazy. I still pay way too much for them. <laughs> so printer ink and uh, Christmas inflatables. There you go. I'm your customer. Uh, yep. Yeah, be looking for that holiday stuff. Get that up. 5698 She paid, paid under $8 for this uh, Jemmy animated creepy kid doll. This is Lene Friends. She had it on a seven-day auction starting at $49.95, got two bidders, and sold it for $56.98. Yes, super happy. And you know what? Some of you would go, but she could have gotten more. Yeah, but you know what? When you can turn your, your money over in seven days and then take that money and go out and buy something else that you can turn over in seven days and so on and so on, you're in business. That's great. Okay, I'm loving this next one. Loving it, loving it, loving it. You know why I'm loving it? Because she got advice right here on the Niche to Profit show to get this item to sell on our Why Won't They Buy feature. So this is the Belgium Pottery Ewer. I remember, I remember Jan Hester, she changed around the title a little bit. um, And it's a beautiful piece. It just took that little bit of uh, tweaking and found the perfect customer for $69.99. And I can't remember what she paid for this. Oh, it's a consignment item. So she's got nothing invested in it. Uh, She just has to, yeah, yeah. 
And the lady who bought it loved the story behind it. Oh, let's see. Did you put a story in there? Let's see what your story was. There's no story. Where's the story? You know what? And, and that's a good point. So there must be a story that you um, shared with the buyer. Jan, whenever you ha- guys have a story on a listing, oh my gosh, include that. Include everything that will pertain to that item that you know could give somebody the warm fuzzies and set them over the edge of just have to have it. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the item is. It's something that I'm currently bidding on. Oh my gosh, it ends today too. I hope not till the show's over. <laughs> um, it, it has a very unique history and only the person selling it can really verify that history. And so I made sure that they're going to provide me all the goodies that go with it. But it was the story they included in the listing that made it more than just the average thing that it is. I'll share next week. I'm going to win the thing, okay? Um, I don't want you guys all going over there and outbidding me right now. But it's a really cool item that has a very sentimental history. In and of itself, the item is just what it is. Um, so the history of this item takes it from like a $5 item to probably for me, you know, about a hundred dollar item. Okay. Nobody, don't you guys go try to figure out what I'm bidding on. Okay. Um, so I will show that next week cause I'm going to win it because it, it is not about the item. It's about the story behind it. So anytime you have an item with a story that, you know, the, the what they call it provenance, Include it in your description. That's what that description is for. You can share that out on social media if you have an item with a cool story. Those things get shared. They get passed around because it's all about that emotion piece that I talked to you about so much. Anytime you can tie some emotion into something, you're more likely to get the sale and to get a bigger sale. So there you go. So, so excited. If you guys have submitted something for the Why Won't They Buy feature and it has sold after you made some changes, we love to hear about that. I, you know, I need to know. I'm giving you guys the right information. And that comes in in the way of the thing sells. So (laughs) I have to go do my homework sometimes. I know the stuff is selling when you guys make the changes. So um, great job. And don't forget to submit your items. We do that over on the Danny App Facebook group. So if you come over and join the Danny Up Facebook group, every week we run a thread where you can submit items. And even if we don't pick them on the show, you can get some tips on getting those items sold. And with that, guys, like an hour just goes so fast. It goes so fast. But thank you all for being here once again. Uh, next week, I, you know, this week's all about Amazon. I mean, this week's all about eBay. Oh. Next week's, yeah. Next week's all about Amazon. So if you are thinking of getting started on Amazon, we're going to talk about some, like, how the heck do you just get started when there's so much advanced stuff going on out there? We're going to have Twyla Godinas here to tell you all about that. And don't forget, you can go watch the replays on every place that we put this show, which is an extensive list that requires notes, let me just say. Um, iTunes, of course. And on iTunes, we really love to get your reviews over there so that uh, we stay up in the little search chain. Um, YouTube, both on the Vegas Video Network channel and the Danny App channel. Uh, Roku, Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple TV, Google TV, Fire TV. Of course, the VegasVideoNetwork.com. Facebook, Twitter, yes, that is Scott's favorite. 
Overcast.fm, RSS feed, any pod-catching software, Google, Bing. We are just about everywhere. Why? Because the Vegas Video Network rocks. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even give me a discount for saying that. I just got to tell you. No, really? This is an awesome, awesome place to do a show. And if anybody is in the Vegas area and you want to do something fun, come talk to Scott. There you go. You got your plug. (laughs) With that, everybody, go be profitable and make it fun. We'll see you next week.